Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Chuck E. Cheese, there is a whole group of human beings that is dedicated and to that pizza. It's like a fan club. Hi there. I just got an idea how to make Chuck E. Cheese's better than ever. Brand new pizza. People love to the pizza the, itself. The pizza itself. Okay. Like they think it's one of the best pizzas in the world. And I'm not I'm kidding. Like sure you go, it was really cheap. I'm pretty sure it was frozen <laughs> pizza from Kroger. Exactly. <laughs> a genius if I do say so myself. Sure. I'm pretty sure there was nothing delicious about. I mean, listen, for a frozen pizza, I guess it was okay. And if you're hungry and around a bunch of children, you'll eat anything, right? Popping with new natural toppings, all with lots of sauces and plenty of cheese. So while you're having fun, rolling and winning, jumping and spinning, and laughing and grinning, we're in the kitchen making the best pizza in town. We do not stitch together old pizza. That's the very strange statement Chuck E. Cheese was forced to make after a popular YouTuber's conspiracy video went viral. There's a theory that if somebody at Chuck E. Cheese doesn't finish their whole pizza, and there's like a few pieces left, the employee will take that to the back, take those pieces off the tray, and form a new pizza. Artisan pizza for the seven to nine-year-old group. (laughs) Genius if I do say so myself. shut down. Stores, restaurants, schools, and whole communities shut their doors in an effort to protect human life. As the world quickly changed, one man went on Facebook to get a degree in internet epidemiology. 
Brian, along with his lab assistant, Hotley, are curing coronavirus by commenting on fake news and reposting recipes of secret virus cures from a friend of a friend who works high up in government. Join Brian and Hoadley as they discuss the world and life during this forced interruption. Learning, laughing, and loving in this real-life commercial break. On this episode of The Commercial Break... They don't have to go to work tomorrow, so they can take a nap while you're at work, so they can be up when you get back, and you can get less sleep than you had the night before. But don't let me complain. No. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And then now you're back looking at the boobs. It doesn't confuse me a bit. (laughs) I'm like, ah, uh, nice tits. Instead of it reminded me, instead of it reminded me of Christmas. It was a thing like to remember. <laughs> what a Thanksgiving! <laughs> the next episode of the commercial break starts now. It's another episode of your favorite program on the podcasts, The Commercial Break. Welcome. I'm Brian, and this is my good friend, Chrissy. Hello. And Doobity Hoadley. How are you, my good friend? I am fantastic. Yes, another fine Uh pandemic week for you. That's right. (laughs) I think I'm just getting used to it. Yes. Me too. I'm getting used to the idea that we're going to be doing this for fucking ever. Exactly. Because it's true. And it's driving me bananas. I'm now looking for places that I can actually escape to. <laughs> that, you know, places that, that Americans are still allowed to travel. And it's, it, they're just few of them. It's like Aruba, right. basically, or Russia. Those are the two places we can go. Aruba and That's- Russia. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> and, and possibly Mexico. Is Mexico one of those? Ooh, Mexico's a big hot spot, though. I heard that on the news. Oh, is it? Today. Damn. Yeah. Must uh, be that fucking wall we built. Right. <laughs> it's got everybody all infected. Did you see that that wall blew down? Yes, I did see that that wall blew down. Aww. (laughs) Poor little wall. It had never stood a chance against (laughs) 10 10 mile per hour winds. (laughs) I know. They said it was like Uh, a breeze. It's like three roaches and a fart took that thing down. Welcome to another episode of the Commercial Break, EP17. We'll call it episode 17 for those of you keeping score at home on the scoreboard because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who like to keep score of the base. Have you seen those old guys at the baseball games who are like literally keeping score of every single thing that happened? Have you ever seen that at a baseball game? There's an old man with a book and he's like scoring, you know, the pitcher (laughs) pitch to the left or pitch to the right or fastball, speedball, curveball, whatever. Headphones. Headphones are on. Yeah, that's headphones are on. That's right. He's He's listening to the radio. He's listening to the radio, yes. So, you know, I was a big Cubs fan. We're big Cubs fans. We come from Chicago. And so uh, that was something that my grandfather used to do. He used to score the games and for what reason i don't know like what was he gonna go back and look at it at some future date he's gonna i'm gonna pull out the old scorebook for the angels against the cubs back in 1922 (laughs) holy cow hot dog episode number 17 make sure you go to tcbpodcast.com it's where you can find all of your favorite episodes of the commercial break with chrissy and brian green 
You can also join the break room there. The break room is a fantastic club that you can be a part of anytime, day or night. You can join the break room and guess what we're going to send you? Free shit. <laughs> as and, in a newsletter. As in, a, <laughs> as in an email that costs no money to, right. to produce or make or anything like the cost of goods is small as they would say. Go to tcbpodcast.com and make sure you you join us on all the socials whatever that is at the commercial break on ig and on facebook and on the youtubes it's one of these days i'm gonna get around to getting us a youtube channel where we can like do the show and people can watch us which i think would take this show to a whole new level of popularity we could go from the tens of people to listening to the 20s of people listening how do you feel about that i'm 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 in on it are you ready to be all dolled up and camered out Yes. Yeah. <laughs> going to get hair and makeup every day. Mm-hmm. I'll have to do it myself though, because I'm not going out to get it done. <laughs> You're not going to go out. You. What if we bring somebody in to do your hair and makeup? Yes, like maybe a professional studio, a professional hair studio can sponsor the commercial <laughs> break and then get your hair and makeup done every day before the show. Since we're recording, I could seven also days I could also w- watch a YouTube video on how to do hair and makeup. Those are big. Did you hear? So, yeah, they are. My, my wife watches some of those. Do you watch a lot of those? Not really, but I know that uh, Rachel has in the past. Rachel McGrath. Really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Her good friend. And yeah, and they've got some good stuff on there, I think. Did you see where the people are doing eyebrow videos and then complaining about the communist Chinese government? Did you see this? I think I read a little something about it. I think I sauntered about in front of the TV because, you know, I'm not allowed to sit down and watch any uh, particular episode of any particular show since I have two children now. Yeah, you but don't I think have I, time. No, I haven't. <laughs> Here's the thing. When you have one child, and I'm sure parents all across the world will relate to this. I'm sure both of our listeners are going to relate to this. When you have children, the first child, you're like, it's impossible for me to lose any additional time in my life. You thought you were busy before the child. You're like, wow, I got a job. My wife and I like to travel. There's a lot, you know, we're going to social events and just the regular humdrum Mm -hmm. plink plonk of the day, as they would say. And then you have a child and you're like, holy shit. I really had no idea what busy was because now I'm fucking busy. Now I got a child. He's running around and changing diapers every five seconds. The, the, they never tell you this, but kids need constant attention. They don't. <laughs> they do. Yes. Especially when they're newborns, you cannot leave them alone. And I was under the false assumption that, you know, put some food in a bowl for the thing. And then, you know, you can go out and take a nice vacation or something like a fuckers. And so, <laughs> When you have one child, you're like, wow, this is amazing. I lost all the additional time that I had is now gone to this child, which, listen, it's a trade-off. I'm not sure what the trade-off is yet, but I'll let you know when I get to that part. (laughs) So then you have a second child, and all that time that you knew you didn't have to lose, you now have more time that you lose to the second child. So let me explain this. It's like an infinite pool of time that with each child arises out of the womb of the lovely woman that I married to, I lose additional time. I had no idea I had time to lose. Right. It's like a math (laughs) equation. (laughs) MC baby over TC womb equals no time spared. It's unbelievable. I have no time, Chrissy. There's nothing. I'm lucky that I, I'm here for an hour, uh, uh, you know, every week with you, my good friend. I know. I know. I was going to say, too, like on the opposite end of that, 
I now feel kind of guilty if I say talking to you or my sister who also has two young little ones that are, you know, two and four years old. Um, So I've seen it. I've seen her go through it. (laughs) And it's, I feel kind of guilty anytime I'll be like, ah, I'm so tired. (laughs) And then I catch myself and I'm like, oh, but probably not as tired as you are. You have no idea what true (laughs) tired is until you have a child. It's an amazing level of, it's a next level of tired. It's a hallucinate, it's a hallucinogenic type tired. I could see that. I wish sleep deprivation not on my worst fucking enemy. I understand why the FBI will do this to like hostage situations and they'll take like loud rock and roll music and blare it into someone's house with lights and, you know, throbbing electronic music is because sleep deprivation is truly uh, like otherworldly type of torture. Right. You just want to fucking sleep for more than 15 minutes in a row. (laughs) And. And your children won't allow you because guess what? They don't have to go to work tomorrow so they can take a nap (laughs) while you're at work so they can be up when you get back and you can get less sleep than you had the night before. But don't let me complain. No. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're a beautiful, beautiful thing to have. I I do have to say. I do have to say. You're just going to have to power through these uh next couple of years i just have to power through the next 22 years and everything's gonna be right and then everything's fine (laughs) i'm gonna be 79 when that happens yeah Yeah. listen i i have no complaints no complaints my children are beautiful and my wife quite frankly does most of the work i just sit around and complain about i complain about how tired i am and then you know my wife's up every 15 fucking minutes feeding the wiping the child's ass and it's just but the, the time that i do spend with my children is amazing and there truly is no love like the love you have for a child. I know. Maybe. The, yeah. Oh, no. I know. It's, a, it's such a beautiful <laughs> thing. So now that we're reminiscing, we have listeners yes, all sir. around the world. And I'm just I, I'm constantly surprised by how people find us around the world. Like where exactly are they finding us? We determined last week that our crack marketing team has put together a campaign that is certainly doing well on Google, finding people all around the world for search terms that are not at all relevant to what exactly that we do. Uh, But, you know, there's just nations that I'm not even running a pay-per-click campaign outside of the United States. So how are, so my theory might not be true. It might be debunked a little bit. How are they finding us in South Africa, in Saudi Arabia, in Moldova, like we talked about last week? It's just like, I don't even know. But then I know that there's actually, and then I think to myself, maybe it's just like bots, you know, or people that randomly find, you know, some kind of like computer program or software program or someone that's just dicking around in another country happens to find the commercial break, but really isn't listening for any period of time. But that's not true because some people actually communicate with us. They leave comments on certain podcast platforms or on the website or they send an email. And which so we encourage what's that? I said, which we, we encourage. absolutely encourage. Please we, keep doing it. Please leave all of the messages and emails you want. I'm not checking them anyway, so it doesn't really matter <laughs> if it makes you feel better. It makes me feel better. But we did get a We got a uh, like a message from someone in Eastern Europe. I forget the, the country. I'm going to say uh, the Ukraine because I think that's where it was from the Ukraine. And her name was Jennifer, which I'm sure her name is not Jennifer, but that's just her fake name. It's like her stage name. Right. Because I don't think mm-hmm. there's any girls in Ukraine named Jennifer. <laughs> and she says, uh, the show is great. Wish we had more. Please, please, please. How can I help? How can I help? Right. And I think oh. to myself, oh, that's very nice of you, Jennifer. Yes. Uh, you're welcome to do the show for me. And I think that that would 
certainly give me <laughs> free up some extra time. But I think the best way that you can help Jennifer, if I may be so bold, is that you can share the program with your other friends in the Ukraine and you can write a review on your favorite podcast platform because that helps us out in so many different ways. It's hard to explain. It's a complicated mathematical equation, Chrissy, that I haven't quite gotten to the bottom of. You know, I am an Internet PI, a podcast investigator, and yes. I am trying to figure out exactly what the algorithm is that gets you up and down these charts uh, across the internets that will then lead to more listeners. I qu haven't quite cracked it. But what I do know is that there are some people out there, uh, very intelligent human beings that are spending most of their time uh, wasting most of their life on podcasting that are telling me that by leaving a review, you can then increase your chances of being high up on these charts. So I say to Jennifer and all those out there who are wishing to help the commercial break, leave a review and share it with your friends or on your social media, your MySpace. That's the easiest thing to do. Your chatterbait, yeah. wherever mm -hmm. it is. And mm -hmm. while we're on the topic of social medias, Chrissy, I'd like to bring something <laughs> to your attention. I'm not really particularly sure what OnlyFans is. I haven't had a chance to get on there because you have to pay and I'm not going to do that because I don't know that there's anything good behind that credit card transaction that I actually want to see. But yeah. OnlyFans is apparently a place where you go to look at one in a state of undress. Am I making a correct assumption there? I think so. That's what I've heard about it too. Yeah. You have, so, a, you have like a page. It's like your, your page. You have an OnlyFans page. That's correct. Mm -hmm. And then you decide what level of undress you want to be in that then people will pay you to see that state of undress. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of like how mm -hmm. it goes? It's basically a strip yeah, club online. Yeah, it's like a, well, I was going to say, or like the peep show with the door that comes <laughs> down and you have to put more quarters in. <laughs> the, the little boxes you would go in. And <laughs> yeah. I was always afraid to go in one of those because I'm, I just, I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. So I'm afraid of what's, uh, how many things you have to touch yeah. to get from here to there. Yeah. It just yeah. always seemed a little bit, and I feel for the, uh, like the cleaner of those places. Mm -hmm. like I've the, seen them in movies. The I've never been in one. Can you imagine <clears throat> semen cleaner? That's that's my official yeah. title. I can see it now on LinkedIn. Uh, semen cleaner. My name is Brian Green, um, Captain Semen Cleaner for the uh, Bob and Tom Peep Show. So OnlyFans, <laughs> OnlyFans is this new phenomenon that has popped up. I'm imagining because now I'm seeing it on my Facebook and other social medias. And recently, there was a young lady, and by young lady, I mean she's probably in her mid fifties. Let's call it right. And let me be clear about one thing before I start on this, on this little journey with this bit. I don't care what you do for a living and God bless you. Everyone's beautiful and everyone was born naked. So if you want to be naked, be naked. That's all. And mm -hmm. if people are paying you to sure. be naked, God bless America. But I would say she's a woman of a certain age that maybe she would want to stop thinking about. Maybe she was a stripper in a former life. Maybe she was a dancer. Maybe she just decided, woke up one day at 50 and decided she wanted to go ahead and have a lonely fan. We're going to call it lonely fans, a lonely fans page <laughs> for all of the provocateur type stuff that she does. Yeah. I don't have an issue. Extra cash. <laughs> Make some extra cash. Shaking yeah. that ass. <laughs> I don't have any particular problem with someone getting online and showing their bodies. But on my Facebook page, there are one or two people who now have these only fan page that will not stop inundated the Facebook stories with their only fans marketing campaigns. Do you know what I'm saying? Ah, yeah. And this one particular person, while God bless her, 
at least this is not who I'd want to see naked. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay money to see this person naked. It sounds like there are plenty who are because the way that she talks, it, it seems like she's selling her services every 15 minutes on OnlyFans. She's got the, you know, it's, I'm in number 10, I'm in number five, I've got 300 more. It's kind of like we brag about being in the podcast charts. She's bragging about <laughs> being on the Lonely Fans charts, which then again, God bless her. But here's how the marketing campaign goes. And let me give you a little snapshot as to what happens. Hey, this is Carrie. I've only got five more spots left for my 15% off Lonely Fans page. Make sure you sign up now because I've got lots of goody goodies for you. And she then backs up (laughs) and the camera is showing her uh, chest, right? And then she's got like two little dancing peaches, like emojis that are there in front of her nipples, right? And then you know how Facebook then on the stories, then it swipes to another photograph if you want or story, right? And then the next picture is a picture of food. Half eaten food as if she stopped in the middle of a meal wherever she is to take a picture of her food and then back to remember only five more (laughs) spots left to get into this peaches and cream. And I'm like, oh, my fucking Christ. And it's this is going on daily. It's not like it's not like she like throws it out there once a week and just says it every fucking day. It's another advertisement for her lonely fans fans page with the with the exact same script. Fifteen percent. There's only five spots left for fifteen percent off. So I've seen this going on for about three months. So I'm under the assumption that one of two things is happening: either she has never sold those five subscriptions for fifteen percent <laughs> off because she keeps on offering them, or the price is just fifteen percent off anyway because she anyway. keeps on saying it anyway. I wish she would just stop with the fucking lonely fans. And listen, I do have a choice. I can show I can I can look into them or not look into them. But it's like a train wreck. Of course, you're going to want to look at it when it pops up because you know how (laughs) horrible it is. And you just want to see what kind of nastiness this girl is going to put together. It's unbelievable. Here's my tits. And then here's my spring rolls from Chili's. here's my peach pie and then here's the peach pie guess which one is which lonely fans jump on over to lonely fans for a 99.9 percent off (laughs) only 1500 more spots in my 99.9 percent off sale on lonely fans oh do tell rush over to the lonely fans (laughs) <laughs> oh, Chrissy, it's highly disturbing. It's like the other trend that I see, which is, and I know you see this too, you go onto Instagram or you go onto Facebook and there are women that are in various states of undress. Now, there, I would say there are some, ta- listen, I'm not afraid of a naked body. If I had one, I, I thought I could show, I might also be on Instagram making a living. <laughs> <laughs> but no one wants to see dadbod3030 at Instagram.com. <laughs> you could put the eggplant you could I go with the eggplant right in my wiener. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably put a little teapot, like a little pouring teapot. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like a limp spaghetti noodle. <laughs> <laughs> that, I would Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I would like to see that. <laughs> the other the the thing is is that these these women get on Instagram and they're obviously very attractive women, right? They're young, attractive girls and they've got tens of thousands of people that are liking and hearting mm-hmm. and you know who knows what they're doing on that Instagram. But there's a there's a no nipple policy, am I correct? You can't show your nipples? Yeah, on I think they're kind of 
I think so. Because it's owned by Facebook. I think it's got, they've got similar right. uh, policies. So every once in a blue moon, you know, you'll, you'll catch one that's a little bit more tardy than the other. And I say tardy, T-A-R-T-Y, not tardy, like, you know, being tardy oh, to the party. Gotcha. So it's a little yeah. bit more tarty than, than others, but then they write. So the impression is, uh, here are my tits, right? Something right. along those lines, or here's my a muscular six pack chest with my huge swinging cock under my, you know, teeny weeny, Mm -hmm. uh, banana (laughs) bikini. Right. So whatever men or women, but then the post says something along the, the following lines. What we are is what we behold and we behold what we are. (laughs) So they're trying to be like inspirational. It's like, yeah. It's like your fucking Deepak Chopra with your cock hanging out. Stop it. Just right. Look at my dick. It's huge. I mean, honestly, let's yeah. just be honest. Right. Why are you <laughs> Why are you posting right. a picture of your beautiful tits and then posting something that says, what's coming is coming and we will be better when we meet it. I'm so deep. I'm so deep. Look at my boob job. I just got it last Saturday. It looks great. Let's <laughs> put 25 cc's of collagen in my lips. Oh my God. For them to know. Yes. You must show them who you are. Right. <laughs> being very artistic. Like an artistic page. Yeah. Look at my badunka dunk. <laughs> Why don't you just write? Look at my badunka dunk. Do you like my badunka dunk? Right? Do you want to see more? Yeah, do you want to see more? I saw Go to my lonely fans page. I saw a girl on Instagram a couple weeks ago and it shit you negatively. This is what was written. It was a quote. From I, I can't I, I can't remember who it was, but it was quote. It says, "For them, for for them to know you, you must show them who you are. The only way through is going through the right door. The only way through is going through the right door." Hmm. Meanwhile, she was topless, with her legs spread wide open, right? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and she and on the picture, she was like, "It's a beautiful, you know, remote location somewhere across the world where no normal people ever go, right? It's just like just this one particular Instagram model happens to be on this private beach in the fucking Maldives, writing mm-hmm. shitty little quotes and getting hundreds of thousands of Instagram likes. And then there was a Buddha statue sitting next to her. <laughs> <laughs> please, yes. please spare us all, <laughs> spare us all your bullshit, and just be honest for once, yeah. because." It gives the it gives the impression, right, that people are actually paying attention to your Instagram page because you're giving them some kind of spiritual knowledge. Mm-hmm, when the truth mm-hmm. is, they just want to look at your tits. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Period. In the sentence. Yeah, it's kind of confusing your brain, right? Because you're like, "Ooh, naked girl or man or whatever." Yes, and then you see the <sighs> inspirational quotes. You're like, "Oh yeah, you do have to pick the right door." And then, <laughs> and then now you're back looking at the boobs. It doesn't confuse know. me a bit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, "Nice tits." <laughs> I mean, who even reads the who even reads the captions? <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm probably one of the only ones that knows because no one's else is reading the cat just scrolling through right. harding scroll through hard scroll through hard i mean it's unbelievable it's a it's a, <laughs> it's a phenomenon the social media is a phenomenon unlike any other uh really in my is. lifetime in human history and how how we're going to survive as a human race i just don't know people are getting be- more beautiful and stupider at the same time so we're getting better mm-hmm. looking uh but we're getting uh, more stupid at the same time i <laughs> 
I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the 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 television program. Married at first sight. Australia. Have you had a chance to watch this? No, I've seen it. And I might have even clicked on it right before I was falling asleep one night. So no, I <laughs> it's <haven't>. probably good. <laughs> I best have. television show to fall asleep to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So Married at First Sight is a television show that one of the networks, but I think it's Lifetime or TLC or somebody, they, they show this. And it's basically, here's the premise of the show in case you haven't seen it. Although I'm sure, I think it's wildly popular. So I'm sure most people have seen some version of it. But they, it's like an arranged marriage. Some experts get together. They do a deep dive into someone's personality, find out what they're looking for in an ideal partner. Then they find somebody that's that ideal partner. And then they match them up. And they don't get to see each other until they're walking up to the altar. That's it. Wow. Right. And then they get married and they agree to stay married for a period of time. Now, of course you can't be legally forced to be married to somebody in the United States, at least. So I'm sure that they can leave the program at any time, but now you've, you're on a fucking television program. So you want to give it your best go. Right. Yeah. But then they go yeah. through the whole thing. They go on a honeymoon. You knew what you were getting into. You knew what you're getting into. And most of these people probably just want yeah. to be television stars anyway. Yes. They're not really looking for love. They just want to be on TV. Yes. At least the American version seems like maybe some of these people are actually looking for some kind of relationship. Maybe they are looking to be together in some kind of relationship. But the, they have a they have a version in Australia that is even more wildly popular than it is here in America. Apparently, this television show has taken over the nation. Huh. And now they started broadcasting it on on in America because I think they've run out of fucking content. So they're like, well, we got to import some TV shows to run. Yeah. Right. And so they started running yeah. this program. And I watched the Married of first sight, uh, the American version. I watched it when it first came out. I didn't pay attention to it for a while, but then when this Australian version came out, it's like the American version, but it's much more sexy and slicked up. These people are ready for prime time. They're all gorgeous human beings who are ready to be reality TV shows. stars. It's a reality right. television. Sto- it's a trashy reality television show. Unlike the one in America, which is trashy reality, but it seems like there's a bit of seriousness about it. But in Australia, mm-hmm. fuck it. Everyone is just a, wants to be a TV star. Right. And they're all and they put them in these rooms together and, and they all interact. <laughs> the most in, what, the, the girls and the boys then all stay together before they they marry, stay in. Or this, what? No, yeah, they they're, they kind of they meet each other beforehand, at, at least on this particular season. They meet each other beforehand and they have their bachelor and bachelorette parties together, but they don't know who they're going to get married to. They're oh. not all in the same room. It's girls and then boys. And then there was one mm-hmm. lesbian couple and that lesbian there. I don't know where the second lesbian was, but she wasn't in the room with everybody. <laughs> but <clears throat> which I thought was uh, a brilliant uh I thought, I thought it was brilliant to put a lesbian on the Australian version. And they don't, they haven't done that here in the United States, which I think would be interesting. Yeah, you got to um, have that. To see. It, it's just a sample of uh, normal people, right? If you're going to put yeah. a bunch of people, uh, you know, there's yeah. anyway. So, uh, so then they go and they get married. Then they all go on a honeymoon together to oh. a certain spot. And then they, they separate. They all go on a honeymoon. They all go on a honeymoon together. Right. It is interesting. <laughs> so then they, then they come back together to this so and they leave and then they come back together to live in an apartment that has been set up by the production office which really looks like more like a hotel room with maybe a few more accoutrements but they're all living in the same hotel or the same apartment building in australia in sydney I okay think, right so now they're all living in the as same, a married couple <clears throat> they're as all married couples they're couples. all in their own apartments in their in the same building in Got the it. same building right so in the Australia, in the American version, they don't even talk to the other couples. It's like everyone has their own story. And even though they're in the same apartment building, they very rarely get together. It happens, but it doesn't happen often. 
In the Australian version, they get together every Saturday for dinner. And then on Sunday, they have to recommit to each other. Like it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole like a process, right? So when we go to dinner on Saturday, we get fucking shit housed. We talk trash (laughs) about each other. Lots of drama happens. And then on Sunday, we have to decide whether or not we want to stay married for another week with our arranged partner in a ceremony where they say, I'm going to stay or I'm going to leave. Okay. Now I bring this up. You'll have to excuse me. I might, uh, have you noticed, are you sitting inside for long periods of time has got the air conditioning's fucking with your sinuses? Uh, yeah. And my Mine. throat definitely yeah. gets like the tickle thing. It's so, crazy. Yeah. I think I have coronavirus yep. every 15 seconds, but I, I never realized just cause I'm sitting indoors <laughs> with the air conditioning blowing it, on my nose yep. fucking 24 hours a day. I don't get a chance <laughs> yeah. to do anything. So fucking ridiculous. I hate you, coronavirus. I know. I've been like taking an allergy pill every day. Most of the time, I'm not even going outside. I, you know what? I am now, I'm now convinced that maybe one of these preachers can blow the coronavirus away and I'm willing to donate. I'm over it. I'm that over it. I'm going back to the preachers. Yes. So we get we to the, check back in with them. I have a whole thing coming up for you. Uh, okay. Let me continue with the story. And then at the end of the show, yes, I'll yes, tell you, yes. I, I'm going to tell you the next couple episodes we have coming up because <laughs> I have been going deep into the internets to find you. So the most salacious of bullshit that we're going to be bringing to you <laughs> shortly, right. including other podcasts. Uh, okay. So you get to yeah. the, you get to this stay or leave ceremony, right? Mm-hmm. I want to present to you the following query and I want to know what you would do. There's an okay. older couple, Michelle and Michael, not lovely, two lovely people. He's probably in his fifties. She's probably in her, she's probably in his, he's probably in his mid to late fifties. She's probably in her early fifties. They're a mm-hmm. lovely older couple. He's like kind of the grizzled, like dad of the group, right? He's like, you know, gives the guys advice and, you know, he seems like he's well healed oh, okay. and well traveled and all this other stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. lovely human beings and you can have an affinity. You kind of have an affinity for them. They're like, you know, if you watch the show, you're like, Oh, these two, I like these two. Right. And there's some other, the other, some other young bucks that are kind of like, you know, little shitheads and and not that, not it, not, (laughs) they probably wouldn't, they don't tickle my fancy, but Michael and Michelle, they're kind of milk toast and they're like the mom and dad of the group. And it's wonderful. Yeah. I like that. So I like their storyline and I'm following it intensely as I do with my reality television shows. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, I'm just going to say this before I go any further. <laughs> well, fucking write me and tell me about how, you know, I'm such a Yahoo because I watch all these, you know, reality shows and blah, blah. You have horrible taste in television. I know I have horrible taste in television. Television's horrible. At least I'm going to watch something that's escape. interesting. It's an escape. It's an that's escape. escapism. Yep. That's exactly what it is. So don't write me and tell me what a vagina I have for watching Marion at first sight. <laughs> Fuck you. Go watch the XFL or whatever it is you're doing. So Michael and Michelle have been going along swimmingly for most of this, the time, right? We're about midway through the season. And Michael and Michelle are sitting on a beach in this last episode, and they've had a lovely date, and everything's going well. But throughout the season, they have been sleeping in separate bedrooms inside of the apartment. And he says it's because he wants to take it slow. And she says, I'm okay with that, but eventually I'm going to need to get some a little further along the process. They're a little, see the goods. Yeah, see the goods, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to have some in- <laughs> I want to see you down under, mate. (laughs) (laughs) So Michael turns to Michelle and he says the following. He says, I want you to know I would do anything for you, love. I just love you so much. I think you're just a wonderful human being, but I'm not attracted to you. I have Um, no attraction to you and I, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. 
I don't know what to do. I've been trying. I haven't said anything because I just hope that it would grow, but it's not. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if there's a way we can get around this. We can figure it out together. I'm not attracted Mm -hmm. to you. And she goes fucking ape shit, right? As anybody would, because if you're married to somebody and you've been spending seven weeks with them, five weeks with them, whatever it is, and you've been having this lovely time, and then all of a sudden they drop the bomb that they're not attracted to you, what do you do? I mean, how do you, how do you handle that? You're going to be offended. Of course, you're going to be, of course, your feelings are going to be hurt, especially if you have feelings for that person to hear that. You especially know, if you're a woman. Spe- oh, I, I think, I think woman too. or man, it's not, if, if love yeah. is not reciprocated, it hurts no matter what, when you're, you know, your mm-hmm. first love and absolutely you're watching the girl walk around the hallways in high school and you think she's hot and everything. <laughs> and then you get a chance to be alone with her and she's like, oh yeah, you're a really nice friend of mine. Right. And you're like, yep. oh, I got friends. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm just trying. I would to- start a lonely fans page. <laughs> Try and spice things up. <laughs> ignite the spark if anybody wants a lonely fans page to pay attention to i've got one on discount that i can send to you five spots left (laughs) only five spots left (laughs) only five spots left of 50 percent off my lonely fans page but you can only see from the top down (laughs) to be quite frank that's all i want to see from the waist down is from the knees down is fine with me <laughs> I'll pay you to stop advertising on Facebook. Um, I, so it brought up an interesting question in my head that I want to ask you with any with a degree of seriousness. What what have you ever been in a similar situation? What would you do? I have not been in that situation before. Mm, interesting. Um, I for me, I have been in that situation for feeling friend friends towards the guy. So you felt happened. friends, and they felt more then. Yes. And did you have to break yeah. it to them? And what and what were the words that you used? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. You're, I'm sorry, you're ugly. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm trying to be very cognizant of other people's feelings. But yeah, you just oh, kind of have nice. to slowly, slowly break away and just say it's not it's not right. It's very, that's very polite. It's you. not you, it's me. I always made the, the mistake. This has happened a couple times for me, right? Now, I have had a woman tell me a woman or two tell me you know i think we're just better being friends right but i've also yeah. been in a few situations where i kind of drove past the starting line and i probably shouldn't have gone that far and then i had to back the truck up do you know what i'm saying yep <clears throat> one yep. particular woman that i dated i think you may or may not know her one particular woman that i dated i we were friends that's all that's it that's we were friends and everything was fine and wonderful and dandy and then you know you get a little drunk and you have a little fun and then you make a little love and, and then you, now it's Pandora's box, right? It's completely yeah. out in the yep. open. So this girl and I were really friendly with each other and we hung out a lot and I really, quite frankly, enjoyed her company. And then I let, uh, I let alcohol and just stupidity get the best of me one night, two mm-hmm. nights, maybe three nights. <laughs> I, I let it get a little bit out of hand and we made some love and I'm, I don't even think it wasn't that I wasn't attracted to her. I think it's what happened during our lovemaking sessions that actually turned me off completely. Mm. And it made me realize that we were just not going to be compatible long-term in in any kind of relationship. And I probably had taken this too far. I should have stayed friends. And let me tell you what. Chemistry. Chemistry is a big part of things. It's a huge part of things. It really is. If you're not swinging in the same direction, right, then 
it's unlikely things are going to last long term. Unlikely, I say unlikely because I don't know. Maybe it is eventually you guys get on the same page. Well, let me explain what happened in bed. It was uh, a night we had been out drinking at the bar and we came back to my apartment that I was living in at the time. And we were sitting there watching some television and drinking some beer and listening to some music or whatever it is we were doing. And then her hand kind of went on my thigh, right? And the hand got a little fresh. Like, I mean, it, it could go on my hand. It could go on my thigh like a friend, but it got a little fresh. And I knew it was getting a little fresh. It lingered. It lingered, right? Lingered it lingered the and then it started yes. moving. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, here we go, right? I knew this yeah. moment was going to come and here it is. And what do I do? Unfortunately for the situation, my brain was out to lunch because I had been drinking a whole shitload of Bud Light that day. So I just kind of rolled with it, right? From Mm -hmm. the hand, from on the thigh, in the pants, then we end up somehow making out and then we roll on into the bedroom and then let the lovemaking commence. And as the lovemaking commenced, this young lady jumped on top of me, right? And when she jumped on top of me, And this is really what I think really made the determination that I didn't find her as attractive as I thought I had found her 15 minutes earlier when she was putting her hand (laughs) on my thigh. Let me get, let me tell you what happened. She got into the heat of the moment and this happened. She started to gobble like a turkey. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> she was gobbling like a turkey. <laughs> that was her love making sound. <laughs> you made her gog. You made, you her, made her gobble. gobble. <laughs> I didn't say gurgle. I said gobble. <laughs> <laughs> Primal, primal erotic gobble. urge just to (laughs) gobble. I mean, and her head was shaking violently back and forth (laughs) as if a turkey. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it because I just, I see it clear as day. And this is what's happening to me now was what was happening to me in the moment, which was. I don't know how to react. I think it's funny. (laughs) Right. But it wasn't a joke. It was actually, she was gobbling. (laughs) So I like, I held my, I held myself together enough to, you know, perform the transaction and be done with it. And then (laughs) I managed to have a conversation with her the next day. Hey, that was really fun. I'm really, you know, I'm, yeah. Wow. What a night. Yes. (laughs) Wow. What a night. (laughs) <laughs> what a night. It was like a Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was a instead Thanksgiving. Of it reminded me, instead of it reminded me of Christmas. It was a it Thanksgiving, was like Thanksgiving to remember. <laughs> <laughs> what a Thanksgiving. <laughs> bring the cranberry sauce (laughs) (laughs) right and so i just i just had to tell her i just had to say listen i don't think we could do this again because it's just not you know we should be friends that's it we should be friends let's preserve the friendship let's preserve the friendship every once in a blue moon things get out of control and uh you know i love you dearly and let's continue to go 
Fast forward to about three weeks later and a similar situation arises and a similar result, which is, you know, and we're at my house, the music is on, we're hanging out, we're having fun. And then, you know, let the lovemaking commence. What I had thought clearly was just like a total, clearly she couldn't make this noise every time she made love, right? This wasn't something that many guys over a period of time have endured and haven't said something. But holy, it happened a fucking again, you know? Go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> and, all right. Yeah, it wasn't a one-off situation. It happened all three, ta- all three times we made love. That shit happened. And so I, you know, I just had to tell her with a broken heart that I didn't find her attractive because I didn't find her attractive. Right. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I know we were doing some stuff, but it wasn't Thanksgiving. <laughs> that was a bad dad joke. Uh, but it wasn't Thanksgiving and um, it, and it broke her heart. You know, she never yeah. talked to me again. Never talked to me again. It was like a, it, it, it didn't go well. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard yeah. conversation to have. Yeah, it's very hard. My, <laughs> my overarching question is, can you actually have a relationship with someone that you're not attracted to? Like a physical, rela- not a physical relationship, but like an intimate relationship with someone that you're not physically attracted to? I can't. To? I, I can't. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I mean, I'd just rather be by myself clicking on some lonely fans pages <laughs> and... <laughs> Pleasuring myself that way, I guess. Pleasuring yourself to the lonely fans. (laughs) (laughs) Something along those lines, then being with somebody who you're just not attracted to. It just, it's, yeah. It seems like that's a, it's, it's, it makes life harder (laughs) on a daily basis. It seems like it would feel guilty. Then you don't want to hurt their feelings. I know. Then. Yeah, it seems bad. So what do you think is going to happen with Michelle? I already know what happens with Michelle. And Michael. In the most riveting... Michelle and Michael? Michelle and Michael. In what happens in the most riveting 15 minutes of reality show television I have watched probably in my lifetime. And that's saying a lot because I can just... i got to watch this show now. Michael and Michelle get onto the couch during the commitment ceremony. Of course, they save them for last and they spend the most amount of time on them. And Michael explains himself. He says, listen... I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but I couldn't go any further into this without explaining to you how I was feeling. It was, I wasn't betraying you by not telling you. I was trying, I was hoping that it would happen. I was hoping that something right. would pop, right? I was hoping that that magic moment would come about and I'd make you gobble like a turkey. And <laughs> he said that and he's, and so how it goes is, is that they each have a book and they can say stay or they can stay leave, right? If they both say leave, the game's over. They and not game, but you know the marriage is over. They they walk away. If one of them says stay and one of them says leave, they have to stay for another week and try and work mm. it out. So it's this mm-hmm. is it's kind of a fascinating part about this the Australian version that they don't have in the American version. They don't have commitment ceremonies in the, in the American version. People just go about living their married life, and if okay. they break up, they break up. So yeah. he says, "I'm going to leave. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. I know you're really upset." you know, I'm going to make it easy for you. I'm leaving. Right. Mm -hmm. And she says, I'm going to do the exact opposite of what I, of what I thought I should do because I haven't been, I, my instinct hasn't been correct yet in my relationship life. Right. I'm going to stay. 
And so she's going to stay. So now I don't know what happens after that because we haven't gotten to the next episode, but that's what happened there. And it was absolutely fascinating. The 15 minutes of them talking it out when there's, there's like therapists that are on the other side of the couch and, Mm. you know, so they're all talking about it and trying to, you know, give some perspective and all this other stuff. What did the therapists say? The therapists kind of agreed with to watch the show. They kind of agreed with Michael. They said, you know, Hey, listen, we understand you're hurt. Of course, anybody would be, but He's just doing the best he knows how to do. No, you're in front of cameras. You're trying to navigate this weird situation, all this other stuff. You you walk up to the altar and you find you're not attracted to your wife. What do you do? He stayed in the hopes that he could work it out. That didn't happen. He knew he had to be honest at some point. He chose this week to be honest with you. Would it have made any difference if he does it? If he did it week one, you probably would be gone. Right. So at Mm -hmm. least have some perspective that the reason why you two got guys and girls are why you two are here is because Michael chose to stay and try and work it out. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I think that that was a good perspective on it. And, but I mean, still, I still don't know how they're going to work it out. I mean, you know, what's going to happen? Is he going to magically wake up? I need to watch it now. (laughs) You need to watch the show. It's fucking fascinating. I mean, listen, it's really trashy reality television show at the end of the day, Yeah, but it's fascinating to watch two people who get married that don't even fucking know each other. And then all of a sudden they got to live together and they got to go on a honeymoon together. And some of these people work out swimmingly, very few of them, but you know, most of them end up having marriage strife right off the bat. I mean, they don't even leave the honeymoon before they're already in arguments. If I had been on that show, I don't know why, but maybe it's just my personality. I would have found a way not to be dramatic about it in the first week. I would have found a way to at least be cool with whoever showed up. I would have been cool with them for a week. I could figure it out. Mm -hmm. Right. Whether that be right. not talk to them or just keep my head on my shoulder. But some of these people are just popping off like day number one. It's really quite unbelievable, actually. <laughs> people are I can't weird. I to watch it now. Yeah. Have you watched any of the um, Indian Matchmaker? I haven't, but I'm going to get on that next. I'm going to do that next. It's fascinating as well. <clears throat> it's fascinating as well. That culture apparently still, you know, does do the... the Arranged marriage. Arranged ma- yeah. marriages, which they just call marriages. And then there's love marriage, which is what the what you kind of strive to do. But um, you know, if it doesn't happen for you, then the next thing you know, your parents are getting involved. Wait, so there's an arranged marriage, and then there's a love marriage. Yes. And what's a love marriage? What is that? Is that like a marriage? That's where, where you're you just actually... find on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's where so... you find on your own. So marriage, it's just called marriage. Yeah. That's an arranged marriage. Yeah. Um, there, but uh, also then there's a the love marriage, which you're welcome to do too. But if you get to a certain age and you're not finding that love of your life, that's when the families. Very in. and interesting. Specifically, this Indian matchmaker as well, and the families hire this matchmaker, and um, it's really fascinating too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch the show. I really do because I think that yep, uh, it it's a show that I would like because it's trashy. It's not manly at all. And I'll probably just geek out because <laughs> that's how I am. And you yes. know what? I have no shame about my television taste. No. Fuck you. If you think otherwise, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a reason why they're so popular. Yeah. Someone, uh, I don't, never mind. I wouldn't even say this. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to go there. What are you showing me on your phone? I'm Brian showing Green you you on my me. phone. I'm taking a video of us because our social media manager can't, our social media oh. manager has decided that we need to do more social media that doesn't include, yeah. you know, just a cartoon that says, listen this week. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, you know, I'm trying to get the show off, get some, oh, cheers. Cheers. Here to, here's to you. I'm drinking cheers. my sleepy time tea, getting ready to go to sleep as soon as the show is over. What time is it? Yep. It's 430. I'm at, <laughs> yep. It's 430. It's not time for me to go to sleep. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to say this. We talked about Dean Bodie last week. The guy got a hold of the show, the commercial break, the one that we did, and he left us. He was so fucking nice. This guy is so nice. I got to say to Aww. listen. I love you, Dean. I really, really do. I know that you know, my show's not everybody's cup of tea. Your show's not going to be every cup, everybody's cup of tea. We're both just getting started having successes in our own ways. I really do wish you the, the, the best. But Dean was just so nice. He got a hold of the show and listened to what he had to say. You ready? Yes. Run, don't walk. Just like I want you to run, don't walk over to the commercial break podcast. So he says, run, don't walk. So this is the beginning. So he, he does two shows. He does like a pre-show and then he does an actual show, right? Every nice. single day he's doing this. Wow. Every single day. I know. It's so much work. Like so much work goes into just one well, of these podcasts. He's probably got more time on his hands <clears throat> than you do. Yeah, right that's now, true. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does have to take care of Bodie, who's apparently 27 years old. So Yes. <laughs> but then he says the following, which to me is one of the greatest compliments anybody could give us. And I'm going to take it. Ready? The uh, Commercial Break Podcast has got this Howard Stern Robin vibe to it, except better. And these two at the Commercial Break bring it. And let me tell you, Chrissy's voice is way better than Robin's. Wow, look at that. (laughs) He goes on to give me a nice compliment and say that I'm very funny and intelligent. Thank you, Dean. I appreciate both of those compliments, even though they are clearly not true. (laughs) Dean Bodie Show. We like the rough edges over here, Dean Bodie. Yeah. Good girl, Bodie. She's the best dog in the world. Yeah. DeanBodie.com. <laughs> there's your there's your uh, plug for you, Dean. Wow. Where did an hour go? I don't even know where an hour went. We're sitting here talking, and I we I've gotten half the stuff that I I would I want to talk. This is what we to. do. It's us just having a conversation. I know every two, single two, week. Two, two best friends. Two best friends taking on the world, and all over the world we are. So I want to say thank you to everybody that's listened all across the world. We I, we I know we joke about how little few fans we have and all this other stuff, and we're we like to be a little self-effacing. But the truth is, a lot of people listen, and they listen all across the world, and we couldn't be more grateful to everybody that has listened. So thank you very much. I want to say yes, that. Thank you. First, yep. Go ahead and join the break room go to tcbpodcast.com or you can join the break room every month we're going to give you a by the way the break room is 100 free make no mistake about it you don't have to pay a thing for it every week you'll get a newsletter with some behind the scenes content you'll get an update as to what chrissy and i are doing in our personal lives and then also you're going to get a free hour of content so it'll essentially be a commercial break show may not be as formal but it'll be outtakes and stuff like that from episodes that we've done or episodes or parts of the episodes that we haven't run so I think that's interesting to everybody. We'll do that once a month for now. Maybe in the future we'll do it twice a month. <laughs> a bloopers roll. A bloopers roll. This whole real. show is a fucking bloopers <laughs> reel. Let's be real about it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this it's really crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you this, too. I've got a couple. We have got a couple very interesting episodes coming up, Chrissy Hoadley. Let me explain. Okay. I have. I thought we found the creepiest dating quote-unquote coach in the world in our crackhead casanova episode episode number six which you can go back and listen to i honestly had thought we had found the creepiest guy in the world and he didn't even speak he's i mean barely spoke the english language he's like speaking some alien language i didn't know (laughs) but i have managed to find someone even fucking creepier than him and holy i mean creepier by a tenfold I mean, this guy is like in outer fucking space and he has the girls that he is dating or the girls that he is hitting on are in his videos. So he, I don't know if he drugs them and brings them along or what he does, (laughs) but so not only is it him giving dating advice, but he's giving the dating advice in front of the girls that he's wooing and he's in Kenya. 
He's a white man in Kenya giving dating advice. It's just the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. (laughs) In addition to that, the preachers are up to what they continue to be up to. And I've got plenty of clips from that. I found, I think you and I are probably going to, our last episode is going to be very shortly here. And I'll explain why. It's because I found a podcast that is also on the charts. You know, we show up on the charts. Um, seems like every week, somewhere or the other, we're showing up on the charts. I So it, it, just to be, just because I'm interested, I look and see who's above us and who's below us a couple spots. Yeah. And I found someone else that's on the charts. They haven't done an episode in four months, six months. They haven't done an episode. The podcast is called Fucktard Nation. And all they ah. do is say the word fucktard about 370 times an episode. Listen, it might be somebody's cup of tea. But hold on, I'm going to stop doing the podcast because I fear that if this is what we sound like, then we might as well just stop doing the podcast altogether. It's unbelievable, this podcast. I want to play clips from this uh, show. Maybe we'll do that next week. And yes. I promise to get to some Haribo comments, right? We promise to do some stuff about oh, the Haribo that's right. sugar-free mm-hmm. stuff. I wanted to get some Haribo actual sugar-free gummies and try it out for myself, see if I had some any kind Don't of uh, do that. stomach displacement. <laughs> I couldn't find any. They're all out. Like apparently people are buying them so they can do their own experiments. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tread over old ground, but we do address it in the newsletter, which will be coming out in just another day or two. That's the break room. Go to tcbpodcast.com and join the break room. I wanna thank my good friend Chrissy Hodley for coming on board, joining me for another episode. Oh, thank you, Brian. I always enjoy it. Do you really always enjoy it? I do. Yeah. I have my wine. I have my glass of wine and we just sit here and shoot some shit like two fucktards. Two fucktards. <laughs> Let me tell you something about another fucktard. Fucktard this and fucktard that and fucktard. And they live in Kentucky and all they do is talk, talk about like bad traffic on Kentucky highways and they're on the fucking charts. We have to beat them. We, we do beat them by one spot, Chrissy. Just, okay. We're one up. We will see you next time. Join us next Wednesday on the commercial break. I love you, Hodley. I love you too, Brian Green. Bye. Bye. Email us at thecommercialb at gmail.com. Find us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the commercial break. New episodes drop every Wednesday. We can be found on Spotify, iHeartMedia, Apple, Google, and all major podcast providers. The Commercial Break is a great middleweight production. Written and produced by Brian Green. Co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley.